Hi, this is John Stonge, and if you had the chance to listen to our interview yesterday with John Rulin, the author of Giftology, you may have heard me mention that we were going to share some bonus content from John related to authorship and book marketing. So in this bonus interview today, we're going to hear some excellent content from John Rulin that I think you'll find very helpful if you're already an author or if you aspire to write a book someday. Pay close attention to John's philosophy of generosity and how he applies this to his book marketing strategies. I think it's great. As a Christian author, I find his suggestions particularly helpful, and I hope you will too. Now let's get into our bonus interview about generous book marketing with author John Rulin. All right, let's jump into the bonus round here. Again, we have John Rulin, who is the author of Giftology, with us here, and he's uh, graciously given us some of his time today. I really appreciate it. Uh, and when, you know, so I have to say um, his concepts in giftology, I find very helpful. And uh, I also am intensely curious as an author, some things that some advice he would give to an author uh, who's looking to promote an idea, market a book, anything like that. I know some of you listening to our podcast, some of you are authors, some of you are in leadership, some of you have aspired to write. But one of the things I can tell you about writing, and I'm sure John can tell you this as well, when you write a book, you're only partway done with the task. It, it, you go from writing the book to then marketing the book. And uh, many of us feel much more adept at writing than we do at marketing. So John, what advice would you give to authors specifically related to marketing or sharing their message and, and, and things along those lines? I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. Yeah, well, I would say that there's a reason it's called the New York Times best-selling book, not the New York Times best written book. <laughs> the, the, the best books in the world may never, you know, unless you market it well and sell it, I, I say, you know, in business, nothing happens until sales made. And so just because you write a great book, I, I realized that early on, <clears throat> I have some friends who wrote, uh, how Alrod wrote Miracle Morning, which, yeah. you know, is a, a book that's outsold, you know, Tim Ferriss's four hour work week. And, and it was wow. self-published. And he said, John, and we've known each other for 20 years, going back to our Cutco days together. And he said, John, I, I treated it like a five-year launch. Hmm. I, he's like, it wasn't until five years in that the book got momentum. And he did 280 podcast interviews in those five years. Actually, Was that key for years. him, the, those interviews? Huge, okay. massive. I, 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 I sell more books off of being on a mid-level podcast than being on Fox News nationally. Wow, okay. Podcast to me, you get the intimacy, you get the connection, you get to dive into the concepts. People like know you more than the two minute or five minute interview on, you know, while it's backdrop at an office or whatever else. So like, it's cool from a credibility to be, you know, like we've been featured in the New York Times, we've been featured in all these different things. Sure. But podcasts to me are huge. So I, I decided I'm going to do a five-year book launch. So I, I published it in June of 2016. So I'm still in, still in the five. middle of that. Okay. <clears throat> so every week, for the last five years, every week, I do one to three things that are book related. I speak, I do a podcast, I write an article for Forbes or Inc. I guest, I do an interview. Um, I send out books. I get an influencer to send out books. Like we're doing something, one to three things that are book related every single week. And if you look at the Giftology, it, it, you know, most authors, they do this three week launch or this three month launch. And so they might get this big blip and then it f crashes and burns. I wanted the slow burn and to, to go into a hockey stick over time. And if you look at the book, like we're up to, 
I think close to five or 600 reviews on Amazon, which is a, you know, fantastic, like, you know, like, and it keeps growing in popularity. It's going international. It was published in Korea as a self and mine was self-published as well. So I went through a company called scribe, okay. um, which is a company out of Austin. Cause I tried to write the book on my own and I'm like, I can speak it. And most people can do this. Like, and, and the guy who started it as a, as a checker past guy I met at a CEO group and, and definitely didn't, you know, not Christian values, but when I heard him speak at an event, he's like, if you look at Jesus or Muhammad or whatever else, all the, most of, of the ancient world, they didn't write what they, what, the, what was there. They spoke it and somebody else wrote it down. And, uh, and so they're like, if you got interviewed and got all of your words out on paper while somebody talking, you could speak out your book way faster. And I'm like, you're right. I could, and most people in interview, whatever else they can speak all day long. So we built a killer outline, which is really important. That's the foundation. I was done with my book after trying to write it for five years and getting 10% of it done. Now, if there's a fee to it, if you want to hire them, it's not sure. cheap, but I was done in 40 hours. Wow. That's amazing. 40 hours after trying for five years and getting nowhere. Um, but I, I had, you know, I had good ideas. I crystallized clear ideas. I just need right. to get them out. And, um, and I, and the other thing that I realized when we were publishing it, and I found this out, there's 30,000 books published on Amazon every week, new books. Wow. Multiply that out over time a year, 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 like, it's millions of books. How is mine going to stand out? And, and, you know, people are like, oh, don't judge a book by its cover. Guess what? As human beings, we're visual. We do. Yeah. We look, we, we look, John Maxwell endorsed it. We looked at the, who did the fort, like, how does it feel? Hmm. So I spent just as much time on writing it as I did on designing it. And we spent 300% more to print all of our copies, but the original 50, I said, what's the most I can do in this book? That's one of my principles that I learned from my original mentor, Paul. Most people say, what's the least I can get away with? And they do their $17 box of peanut brittle for all their clients. I'm like, <laughs> that's dumb. Like our average gift that we do is two, $300. Cause that's what you'd spend to take somebody out to a dinner with. Why would you not spend that on the gift? And so I'm like, what would a $200 book look like? And so we had 50 copies handmade, hand monogrammed inside a leather bag, inside a linen box. Oh, wow. And they, were, and they were sent out. All of our stationery is a sheet of steel. It's $9. We write on with a Sharpie. And I wrote it. I sent it to John Maxwell. I sent it to Seth Godin. I sent it to Gary Vaynerchuk. I sent it to Michael Hyatt. All of these leaders that were either clients, friends, mentors, or people I wanted to be. And I didn't ask them for a blurb. I didn't ask them to promote my book. I said, thank you for inspiring me to, it, over the last 20 years and, and inspire me enough that I was able to go and put my wisdom that you helped inspire out into the world. So I didn't ask him for anything. I sent off these $200 copies to all of these people. There's 50 of them. Michael Hyatt reached out to John. I've been in publishing with Thomas Nelson and whatever else for 40 years. I get 5,000 books sent to me every year. They all go to the library of Goodwill. I could never read them. I read your book. My wife, Gail, read your book and I bought 26 copies for my team. That's he had awesome. me on his podcast and promoted it. Same with Darren Hardy, who's the CEO of Success Magazine. I said, John, I know you. I know what you do. You're like, I'm a client of yours. This is the nicest book I've ever seen. And he pushed it out to the entire, like his entire network. And so people that made fun of me as an author that were other authors like John, like they brag about how cheap they could print their book. <laughs> and I'm like, this is your life's work. This is your like legacy. This is your, like what you put decades into and you're saying, how cheap can I print it for? Are you dumb? Like that's the <laughs> dumbest. 
it makes no sense. It's the most illogical thing. Like this is your life's work. So when you flip the script and say, if this is my life's work, what's the, what can I do to make it stand out and be different and feel different? And so like when you feel a copy of Giftology, even when you get off of Amazon, it feels different because we spent 300% more just for that hardcover. I don't offer paperback. Why? We did originally. And I'm like, this does not feel like a best in class book. This mm. feels like a paperback to me feels self-published, even if it's published by Zondervan or Thomas Nelson or Penguin. I don't care who it's published by. Mm -hmm. And so I still, we now, instead of ordering 50 copies, we got the price down. It's still like stupid expensive, but the, the $200 book, we call it our $100 VIP. We still order those by the thousands. And now what we found is that CEOs and influencers, when I comp a book for them to send to their top 25 relationships, they're excited to get that out to their friends because everybody has their stack of should read on their nightstand of like 37 yeah. books. Every CEO, every executive, guess whose book jumps the shark and goes to the top of the list? Right. The one that's, that shows up still to this day in a leather bag inside a lint. Now it's all personalized. It's personal handwritten note on the sheet of steel. But these, these love bombs show up and now all of a sudden people are like, oh my gosh, this guy is talking about and actually eating his own dog food and practicing what he preaches. And because nobody else does it, if everybody did the book that way, it would just be marketing noise. Mm -hmm. But most people get their publisher to send some cheesy vanilla envelope, you know, with a stock card and they send it off to 200 people and they hope and pray that, you know, like somebody invites them onto their podcast or somebody writes an article. I'm like, you think the person that gets a thousand books a year is going to give two rips about your, you know, galley copy that looks and feels like a self-published book or whatever else. So to me, there's so many people that are you know, to the point before they're tripping over dimes or they're tripping over dollars to pick up dimes. They don't realize where they should be investing dollars to be able to be truly unique, to get somebody to say, Oh, I want to read this. If they never read it, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care if my book's on a shelf. I care if my book got into the right hands and that somebody actually read it and was inspired to do something or have me on their show or hire our gifting agency or whatever the actions are that we want them to take that, like all those little things, like we just started within the last six months, realized a lot of people may never, even if the way it's packaged, they still may never read the book. I'm hmm. like, how can I, what could I put with the book and take it up 10,000%? I'm like, some people like, put like a little like card inside. I'm like, I'm going to put a $5 metal custom bookmark that has the five things they should take away from reading the book and where they can go download the system to be able to like understand giftology and shortcut it. Hey, you're ready to just, you know, like, you know, it's important. You, you read a couple chapters, you're ready to just skip to the end and kind of get the summary. This is for you. And I just had somebody message me on LinkedIn the other day and said, and they're a YPO guy. So they're running a 10 to $100 million company or more. They said, John, I was reading your book. Another CEO saw it. I gave him the bookmark and said, you need to go like check this guy out. Um, and so people made fun of the $5 bookmark. I'm like, you guys don't understand marketing. Like it's not about the book sale. It's about what happens after that. It's about the speaking, the consulting, the, you know, oftentimes it's not just the sale. It's, them reading it and then doing something with it. So anyway, I'm obviously very passionate about oh, yeah. the marketing and selling side. Cause to me, like the, yes, it needs to be a good book. I don't want it to be a cheesy, you know, with errors and whatever else and grammar right. and all that stuff is important, but reading them, reading it and being inspired to go do something 
is, is to me the end goal. Uh, the other stuff is great, but it's just a means to get them to go inspire them to go take an action. Right. Excellent. That That's great information. I hope those of you that are authors that are listening to either the podcast or you're joining us here via video, I hope that you'll take that counsel to heart. Right now I'm working with uh, the, the marketing department for my publisher, and we're talking about all, all different marketing ideas. And I think, John, I, I think I need to share this video with them and and uh, let them know some it, of your ideas. Their brain explode. They, yeah. They're like, you know, most most publishers are like, oh, we can't do that. No, we can't change that. No, we can't do that creative thing. No, we can't. Like, <laughs> they're, because they're, they're, like, they're stuck in their, their system. You know, they've been operating a certain way for a long time and it's worked. But I think you're seeing a lot more on the hybrid publisher side and you're seeing other you know, books like The Miracle Morning that are self-published, that are outperforming the traditionally published because you know, at the end of the day, like, an entrepreneur that's on fire, that's out there, like connecting the dots and marketing the book, um, the old school fragmented way of doing things to me, um, it, it just doesn't work nearly as well with all the noise. So you have to bring the creativity and the speed and the uniqueness or else you're just kind of caught in this like, you know, mediocre, like red ocean where everybody's fighting over scraps. I want to be in the blue ocean. Right. I want to be where there's nobody else. I want to be in the category of one. I want the integrity of the quality of the content, but the delivery vehicle needs to shift and change. It's like mm-hmm. podcast is a great example of that. Like used to be, nobody knew what a podcast was. Now it's like becoming a prerequisite of like being able to have any sort of platform. So right. it's, uh, it's just the next evolution, in my opinion, of, you know, how content's going to be delivered and, and how, you know, people that are publishers are going to have to be in order to be able to get, you know, the, uh, the eyeballs on and get people to consume the content. Yeah. One of the things that I've often heard from publishers is that particularly when they when they work with different people involved in church leadership and things like that, is that they'll be interested in writing good content, but they're very nervous about the idea of marketing it because it almost feels self-promotional or or things like that. It almost seems to have like a vanity aspect to it. But I, I hear what you're saying, because that's not how I take that at all. If If you don't tell somebody about the message, if you're not intentional about getting a message out, you again, you may have good information to share, but you're not even giving them an opportunity to find out about it. And so there's a way to do that that is a very generous way. And that's kind of how I'm interpreting what, what you're sharing there. You're, you're using concepts of generosity to show people you have an important message that you're trying to share and you're going overboard in the generosity because you want to make sure that they actually hear it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I look at Chick-fil-A. They're some of the best you know, like as Christians, we should be some of the most generous, creative, like we should be dominating the marketplace because we right. need, like, because of our values and where we're based and Absolutely. we know who we serve. And I think that a lot of times we, I think as Christians, we can hide behind and use um, ego or whatever, like as an excuse for mediocrity. And right. Chick-fil-A is a great example of like, no, we're going to be honest with who we are, but then we're going to like destroy McDonald's and do 10 times <laughs> the amount of businesses they are because we love on people and because we take care of our employees and because we like serve it. And then the, the mom, you know, ballet and all the, like, so, you know, Maxwell is a great example. He sold like 30 million copies of his book. He's being asked to speak on, you know, faith-based stages, but he's also out there has his own podcast and, and is on stages of, you know, all different types of people because at a core level, like leadership is boiled down to, 
biblical principles, but they work for believers and non-believers alike. So like when I get pushed back and be like, Oh, you're this or that, like, and I, like I thought when I published Scriptology that that the faith-based audience would be the easy. It's actually like, I got asked by Google and conscious capitalism and huge companies to, to speak. And the faith-based was initially crickets. Now that's changed in the last couple of years. But it's been, it was interesting to me to be like, this is a message that's grounded in the Bible. Like being radically generous should be something all business leaders should be thinking about as a competitive advantage. Like we should be kicking butt and taking names um, and not hiding behind. And like, like, like you can be strong and like humble at the same time. Like they're not like mutually, you know, exclusive. So yeah, when, when I get pushed back, um, I actually got pushed back from, uh, from Chapman's publisher when I presented the idea. They're like, oh, you're just talking about giving to get. I'm like, did you read the book that I, that I wrote? Did you actually read? <laughs> like, what, like, and it was like, it, to me, I, it, uh, I was like, all right, like eventually, you know, this is going to work out. But it, initially, like they, uh, they, they, they're like, yeah, it, it's not a fit for the, the methodology of, of what Gary's teaching. And I'm like, Gary's endorsed giftology. His wife thinks loves giftology. She, <laughs> she thinks it's a, a wonderful book. Um, so it's been interesting to see the faith-based community and publishers and whatever else. Like, I, I just think it's, it, it's uh, anytime you have something that's unique or different or pushes the envelope a little bit, you're going to get, sometimes people are a little uncomfortable with that. And um, I, I play the long game in decades, not days. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay, okay with, with that. Ruffling, ruffling <laughs> a few feathers along that's the way. Right it's done with love, but I do think it's been interesting to see how it's received. Uh, no awesome. doubt. Yeah. This has been fantastic counsel. Wonderful interview with you today, John. I, I really appreciate you taking out time for our audience today and sharing your insights, both on the book and also for those that are aspiring to, to write books and, and maybe already have, but are really struggling to connect that with an audience. Again, one more time, since this is part of our bonus section here, our listeners could find you at giftologygroup.com. And yep. uh, and then your free giveaway that you have for your giftology system is at giftologysystem.com. So if they haven't already checked that out, I'd encourage them to check that out. Again, John, thank you so much for carving out time for us today. We truly appreciate it. Thanks for having me, John. All right. Have a great one. You too. In a world where relationships are easily broken and often discarded, the Rebuilding Us Marriage Podcast is your lighthouse guiding the way to hope, restoration, and transformation in Christ. I'm your host and marriage coach, Dana Shea. Join me as we discuss the necessary tools for rebuilding marriages from adversity, betrayal, and disconnection. It's time to reignite love as we rebuild marriages from the ground up. Listen to the Rebuilding Us Marriage podcast on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.